Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, uh, welcome to our weekly podcast. On today's episode, we talk about um, how things have been. Uh, how things have progressed in school. Uh, we play a game of Would You Rather Not. Uh, and we talk about the metaverse. Uh, with, the, of course, the IRL segment. And anyways, um, let's move on to the podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Thinking is uh, Infinite podcast with Joe. And John. And today I have a bad cold. So <laughs> if you'll notice that uh, some, that my voice is cracking... That's why. Well, it sounds like it's on the back end, right, Joe? You sound, yeah. you sound, you don't, you're, you're not, you know, coughing or anything like that anymore. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that as much, but I'm still, uh, my voice is still cracking. All right, so we have a little horse, Joe. Mm-hmm. And that's not a horse in nay, but a mm. horse is in sounding of a voice, right, Joe? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, in our first segment, we we always talk about, you know, the the special needs component. And we talk about some of the things you had to overcome. And for anyone who's new to listening, uh, Joe is an autistic teenager. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the focus we have on the show on at least every episode is we talk about some of the special needs, some of the challenges Joe may have had, and some of the things he's done to overcome them. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Joe, why don't you talk about the topic that we were going to discuss today? Uh, Yeah, uh, the topic that we're going to discuss is actually how I've kind of been handling school. Uh, this is a bit different. Uh, we're talking about the uh, how I've kind of had like AIDS throughout the school. Yeah, Joe. Uh, in the early years, you had AIDS that walked you around the school, right? Yeah. And, and sat. Would they sit next to you or sat in the front of the class while you were in the actual the class? I think I was. I think they would uh, sit next to me. At least some of them, but others would like you know they would uh, sit in the back of the class like later on, but. Mm-hmm. And that was the early years, right? Yeah, I remember that. And, and through junior high, right? Yeah, even then, they still had AIDS, and it wasn't until ninth grade when I finally like got rid of them and enti- got rid of AIDS entirely. But now, how uh, how has that change been as you've gotten to the point where you're doing this on your own? So this has been your second year of school mm-hmm. that you haven't uh, had a, an aide that has walked you around the school and helped you out. How are you feeling about that? Well, I'm actually feeling pretty good about it. Um, I kind of have, like, um, I've been kind of due to, like, the math uh, classes. I can, like, uh, you know, I can ask questions. I can, you know, kind of do things like I can uh, ask the teacher for help. I can uh, communicate my thoughts pretty well. So I've kind of had, I've kind of adapted to um, being without like an aid there. Mm-hmm. How has it been in the little things like, um, you know, uh, the locker and opening up and closing up your locker? Have you had any problems with that, or have you had any problems with trying to? Uh, get from one class to the other on time and organizing your day like that. Well, last year we didn't have lockers, so that wasn't really an issue, but um, this year I haven't really been using mine. Uh, but, yeah, uh, opening and closing is not really that big of an issue, uh, nor is really, like, uh, getting from class to class. 
really, um, like, it's all, it's like a square. Mepham is kind of like a square, and they have, like, odd, uh, hallways, and, like, one half the square is odd, the other half the square is even. Uh So, it's kind of, like, weird to get around, but I have been, uh, kind of getting used to that pretty quickly. Now, have you, have you felt, um, good about being on your own? Is this something you, you transitioned well to, or do you feel like you, you would be best with someone to help you out? I've actually transitioned very well into not being with, like, an aide or, you know, someone to guide me. I've, I did definitely need that in, like, elementary school, but then when I transitioned into middle school, it wasn't as needed anymore. And then eventually, like in Mepham, we're kind of able to do away with the aids and all that stuff. And like, you know, the, te- the teacher aides coming and like saying, hey, you know, you need any help or like, do you, because uh... they're actually, they actually are very useful for like many autistic kids and kids like with, uh, you know, uh, those kind of things in general, like, you know, even special like ADHD, needs. special needs kids, they are very useful, but... Like I said, for me, I've kind of, like, grown out of them, like, kind of phased out. But you haven't really been needing yeah. their assistance. Not anymore. Much. No. But I definitely did back in, like, the early years. I definitely did. So what, um, what now, when moving through, uh, how is it, has it, how has it been organizing your day? I know sometimes you struggle with organization. And I also notice sometimes also that when you and I text each other, I seem to hit, if I hit you with two questions, is do you feel like it's a little overwhelming or do you need like one question at a time or? Actually, that is something that I've actually noticed a lot too. Uh, I, when I, we usually do that, what happens is I try to respond to one because usually one comes slightly after the other. So I try to respond to one question, and then you hit me with another one right after. So I'm responding to one of them, and then I forget to respond to the second. It's not so much as, like, overwhelming. It's more like I forget to respond to the second question because they happen so, like, successive of each other. Because usually what you do is you send me one question, like, right after another. Yeah, that's like, either send it no, one <laughs> Like, either send it both, both at once or send one at a time. Yeah, sometimes I'll do that. I'll actually hit him with a question. And then and ask then, another then, question right and after. And it's on my mind, so I'll throw another question by him, and I'm going, wait a minute, I only got answered one, one question, question and not the second question that I'm asking. I usually, I usually forget to answer that one. So I just wasn't sure if that was something that you, you were struggling with uh, in school as well, if a, school, if a teacher hits you with multiple questions. Does that impact you in any way? No, it doesn't really. I can answer, like, multiple questions. Uh, though I usually do do like a sort of like a succession of each other so I answer like one question then the next but obviously that's kind of true for pretty much everyone but that's not really a problem now it's just I forget to answer the second question when you text that to me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um, what do you think is there something you feel like you would possibly uh, need for the last two years of school to help you uh, improve and help you uh, continue your journey? Well, um, I feel like I might need a bit of, like, guidance through, like, the college application process and, like, some, like, the SATs, because that can get complicated. So I might need more guidance when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But, um, other than that, no, not really. Like, maybe, like, a tour of the colleges and things like that, you now know. Joe's, now, Joe's been 
has been blessed and he's been in some you've been in some AP classes right mm-hmm. and you've yeah. been in some high level um, classes do you do you find them difficult or are you able to follow with it or how 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 do you pick up and learn because I'm sure they're throwing a lot of stuff at you mm-hmm. what what do you do when you're not picking it up like you just like oh I didn't understand what he just said uh, well AP world um, I understand a lot about because I've learned a lot of the material before through my own research but um, AP a seminar could be a bit difficult at times because they'll you know they kind of want you um, you know they kind of like have like different things like uh how to like formulate a good question you know that's something i kind of struggle with because what i'll do is i'll form a question but it's not always like the best you could make it due to the fact that it's usually not detailed enough mm-hmm. and like thorough enough to actually like research into it because like when you're doing like a research paper you want your question to be detailed and you want to make sure that you know what you're looking into like narrowing your lens that's something i struggle a little bit with um but yeah, it's been pretty well through my AP courses. Um, what grades do you have been do? high. What do, uh, I know your grades are doing uh, well, but when you have a when you have because um, it, it's impossible to sit through every class and understand everything one hundred percent, right? Not really, no. So, what do you find? Because your grades are phenomenal. The most difficult. No, what you what do you find is your best practice? Because your grades are so good that you, when you don't understand something, do you read it multiple times when you're home? I mean, I, I usually read it when I get home. Yes, I'll usually go when I get home. I'll read it again and then kind of do it my kind of like try to look at like the answer that they give me and see for myself a pattern that occurs with the, those answers. So, for instance, like. Uh, for um for that that's more for math but like for math what I'll do is I'll look at the answer key like look at multiple answers and then like see if there's a pattern in how they answer those questions and most of the time I'm able to pick up on that so you pick up on the patterns in order to learn a concept like a yeah, math concept yes that that's is interesting true. you know what that's because it's very true and I'm glad you you picked up on that Did, were you taught that or is it something you just picked up on as you no it's something I it? picked up on as I started to go along I realized that you know everything is kind of like a it's kind of like a pattern and like a way to do things so if you don't know the way to do things just look at like the you just go backwards go to the what's the answer first and then see how they got that and then once you do you know the way to get in the future so a lot of you like to work backwards a little bit yeah when like when i can't work forward i just work backwards so there's a term for that i can't it's it's oh shoot you know when you oh um oh shoot Oh, here we are on a podcast, and I can't remember the term that I'm trying to think of. <laughs> when when someone uh, deconstructs something deconstructs. to to to, uh, to build it back, it's it's almost like uh, reverse engineering. That's reverse what it engineering. is. You almost like you. It seems like you reverse engineer a math problem. Is that what you basically do? Yeah, kind of. I kind of do that a lot, and like especially like with uh, my uh, sometimes like I get drowsy too with like the uh, the medicine and all that. So I do like deconstruct things when I go on my kind of like deconstruct it then reconstruct it so yeah that is reverse engineering Mm -hmm. so now when when uh, do you do this in like all right obviously math math there's there's answer key and then there's a problem so let's just say you're in a history class and you have to answer questions on let's just say world war ii and there's multiple questions now have you picked up on a pattern when you're doing like a reading comprehension 
Um, that's a bit more difficult. The thing is, for uh, history, you kind of need to know what happened before it and what happened during the event. So, the thing about history, though, is I actually love it so much that I study through it. But history is a bit, is a lot harder, especially because thing is, AP World they don't give you a lot of time. They literally give you uh, forty minutes to do a long essay. That's that's how long they give you on the real AP exam. They give you only forty minutes to do an essay, like yeah. five paragraphs. You have to do that in forty minutes. You have to think of the response. And you have to write it in that time. Do you find it difficult? And when, because we we spoke in the last, I think it was the last podcast about your writing and how sometimes it takes you a little longer to write or type than yeah. than average. Do you find it difficult hitting that time frame? Like the yeah, that's actually frame? why I use my extra time during that because I often can't hit that time frame. Even many kids that I know, they can't hit that time frame either. Like, there were a bunch of, there are a lot of kids in the AP class where they actually only get a portion of the essay done. They don't even get the whole essay done. So how? Because they how can't much, hit that. So how um, how much extra time do they give you? They give me like one and a half periods. So like right. forty plus twenty. So that's like an hour. They and instead you're able of like, to do it with that. Yeah, I'm able to do it with that. Good, good. See, so that's a really interesting thing. So Joe, sometimes and and we and it's so funny that we tied it into the last episode because the last episode we were talking about how I write it was the handwriting, and uh-huh. um, and how sometimes you struggle to uh-huh. write as fast or type as fast as someone who doesn't struggle with that. Yeah. So that has to be very difficult. I'm, I'm glad that um, they're giving you that extra time. And I think something like yeah. that is something that is going to be needed for a lot of different kids. Uh, a lot of kids yeah. that may be on the spectrum or have a, a special need to have a little bit of extra time. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think it should be, I think it should be very uh, easy for, for a, a school to do, right? Yeah, it's not really that hard. They they set up, like, uh, for a test, they set up, like, an extra room for, like, the big tests, like, the regions, the AP, those kind of tests. They set up, like, an extra room for that. So, like, just for one and a half, just for two. They're, like, there are other, like, extra times besides one and a half. You can also get, like, double the time if you really need that. I don't need that, but I do know that many kids probably do need that. So, if you need, like, double the time, you can also go to that. Mm-hmm. So... Now a lot of times now you're 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 in tenth grade you're approaching eleventh grade, and there's going to be a point where you're going to find your best strengths in life and you're going to end up in a career that utilizes your strengths. True. Have you seen anything yet that you're like, yeah, I I want to do this. I want to like you're very good at like reverse engineering a math problem. Do you want to work in a lab and maybe? reverse engineer a, a virus or 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 work Maybe. for NASA and, and figure out a way to sure, like... get us to Mars like what what is, is, have you found an interest that you're like yeah I really want to do that not yet I've been looking at a bunch of different things that I do want to do but I none have really like stood out above the others as like this interests me way more than this does It's more of a, like, even playing field when it comes to, like, my interests and what I'm kind of looking into, but it is something that I have been looking into, especially they have, like, a tool for that, Mm -hmm. for looking into careers. My school actually does. It's called, like, uh, Naviance or something like that, where you, like, look into careers and different things. Uh, Some schools have it. Some schools don't. My school does, so... It's interesting. You know, you know, you know. What I'm asking is that it's funny. I never, I didn't have that 
really good career counseling. I was I was more athletic when I was in when I was in high school, and I really wanted to be a, a major league baseball player. Um, one of the things I had a problem with is I always got hurt, right, Joe? Uh-huh. So I broke my wrist, I broke my thumb, mm-hmm. I tore my hip, I tore my knee, and you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. I ended up in a career where I assess injuries and I and I have to read medical reports and see how much it's going to cost to get them better so you know obviously they're 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 accident injuries but it's funny how sometimes the little things you do in 10th grade 11th grade 12th grade the things you experience are building blocks to what your career may be so that's why I was asking you that because I ended up because of all my injuries I understood you know what it was every time I got hurt I understood what was wrong with my knee I read up on what's wrong with uh, with the ligament and how to get it better so I and I remembered how long it took me to get better and and I remembered the doctor visits and I remember the x-rays and the MRIs and everything that I had to experience and it's and and I'm I'm seeing that I'm starting to see in you that that mentality that you have may propel you into the career you will will end up having. Maybe, yeah, that's that's true. You kind of like go, you know, the the seeds kind of get planted unexpectedly and at an unexpected time. Like you look back on it, you know when the seeds were planted, but when you first experience it, you don't know when they are. Right. You I just decide know. to do something, and then you start to realize later on when. When you when you first, you know, kind of decided to go on that road, and when that road first started, you only you, you only realize that once you look back. You don't realize it when you actually enter. So here's what we she have: did. we have this podcast, right? This is episode eight, right? And what we're gonna do when you're about ten years from now, when you're entrenched in a career, and mm. we're gonna look back at episode eight. And we're going to see how the things you said in this episode, whether it came true or whether you mm-hmm. became... Because when you're reverse engineering a rocket ship to get us to Mars or or working on some, some uh, newest cure for the latest ailment, then we're going to look back and go, oh yeah, Joe was reverse engineering his math problems back in the day. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Only the future was hell. All right, buddy? Okay. All right. Well, that concludes this segment of, of Joe and, and, and I talking about some of the special needs portion, and we'll go on to the second one. Hey, guys. Welcome to our second segment, uh, our Would You Rather segment. Well, would, you rather rather, would You Rather Not segment. We've done this a few times, and uh, we have a lot of fun, and we're going to do another one right now. And let's just, for anyone who's new to the podcast, here's what we do. I throw Joseph two scenarios, okay? Two not fun scenarios, two bad things, two things you do not want to happen to you or do not want to happen around you, okay? Now, Joe has to pick what the people have that have been surveyed think is worst, uh-huh. right? So yep. it may not be what Joe thinks is worst, but what everyone else may think, think is, is worst. So Joe not only has to assess what these two horrible things, or bad things, they're not, not always horrible... Um, and he has to go, okay, I think people would think this was worse. Right? It's so, kind of like you're guessing what other people think, not what you think. And each one of them has a score. So after I reveal to Joe the two options, he's going to pick out which one he thinks is worse. Okay. And then we're going to score it, and we're going to do it three times. So okay, here we now go. the first time, Joe had one right, right two wrong. Yeah, and then the last the time I had three you right You had all and zero three wrong. correct. So you really kicked butt the second time. Not so good the first time, but really did great the second time. So this That's is true. the third time That's we're doing this. So time. let's see what you got, okay, Joe? Let's do it. Are you ready? Let's do it. You are ready right now, right? Yep. Okay, now, 
The first one is getting your tongue stuck to a frozen flagpole. Well, yeah, that's got to be bad. Now, now did one. you ever see A Christmas Story? Christmas Story? The movie A Christmas Story. Actually, no, I've never seen that All movie. All right, well, it's a, it's a classic Christmas movie, okay? And the little kid in the middle of the winter gets dared to stick his tongue to a flagpole. Oh. And it gets stuck. Oh. Because it's cold. And when yeah. you put your You're wet tongue... on a cold surface, it gets stuck. It'll stick to it. So it was a very funny scene. So Joe doesn't know it, but they had to actually pull his tongue, his out, tongue yeah. off. And his tongue was all, like, you know, cut up and whatever. So, nasty situation, right? Yeah. Okay. Or, the second one is unclogging your toilet with your bare hands. Uh... So now, so sticking your hand in a clogged toilet, toilet, which obviously toilets don't get clogged unless there's something nasty in there, right, bud? Probably not, no. All right, so what do you think is worse for the general public, okay? First of all, mm-hmm. you could think about what would be worse for you. Would it be getting your tongue stuck to a frozen flagpole or unclogging a toilet with your bare hands? Probably unclogging the toilet, but uh, let's see. Um, now that could be very well. That could be very well. That could be very well with the other people. I know, think. I know, but I gotta think about other people. Uh, all right. First of all, people don't like to get stuck to things, but I also feel like people would be way too afraid to actually go to a toilet, like yeah. uh, especially a public <laughs> toilet. Especially if it's a public oh, no. toilet, like a gas station restaurant, or whatever, and actually unclog with their bare hands. That's that sounds so... that sounds so nasty. I don't think most people would probably go with that. All right, well, that's your, that's your answer that. then, right? Yep. All right, Joe. So this was th- these were numbers were very close. I only okay. give you close ones. Okay? Yeah, I know. I, I do know that. I do know that. I do not lob a nice easy one. For I do you. know that. Okay, so Joe. Unclogging a toilet. Now the misery index is one to a hundred. One to a hundred being hundred being the worst. The hundred is like is like getting your legs chopped off, things like that. That's like the worst. Or like getting burned. Or getting getting burned burned at a stake. You know those kind of things. Right. So and then uh, the one is like you know one is like a stub your toe. You know so, Joe, unclogging the toilet with your bare hands. Registers at thirty three point five. Okay. Getting a tongue stuck to a frozen flagpole is twenty eight. So you were right. Didn't he? <laughs> Joe has gotten one right and zero wrong. So he's starting so off far. pretty hot. Yep. You are now, what, four out of four? Out of your last four, I think you got all four of them right. Actually, yeah. I think the last five, because I think you got the first two wrong. So you're on a nice little roll here, okay? Yeah. All right, second one. You ready? Yep. These numbers are close, okay? Okay. First one. Locked out of your house while naked. Mm, that's got to be embarrassing. <laughs> so, now you're stuck outside your house. You're in all your glory, right? Yeah, that's... And, that's so, that's... that's st- prob- and you're also probably going to get arrested by the cops. <laughs> you may, right? Because how the heck... Why the would cops. you go outside if you're... Na- I don't know. See, that's very bizarre. Because that means it had to be a really funny story to get you outside naked. And also get you locked out of your house while you're naked. Right. So, well... But you have no place to put your keys. I guess not. <laughs> right, so. Unless you put it up your butt. Oh! <laughs> no, 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 no. Nasty. Or being out without power for four days. Mm-hmm. No electricity. Four days. So, 
Now you got to remember electricity. No, you got to your phone will end up dying after four Don't days. Food. No TV. Mm. No refrigerator. So both of these scenarios really stink. So now being locked out of your house, now all your neighbors see everything or Um, be without power. Now the being without power stinks, but it's not the end of the world. You can read a book. You can find other things to do. That's true, but I feel like many people are way too obsessed with their devices nowadays. Or like, you know, more more like uh, can't really get that refrigerator working, you know. Especially, like, if you can't really get the refrigerator working, you know, all your cold food's going to smell. Uh, well, you eventually have to throw out food. That, After four also. days, you have to throw out food. It doesn't also, mean you like, can't find a meal. You could always go down the street to, 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 to the store and pick out or yeah, eat something. Yeah, but if they're out of power, too, then that's not Well, you not can really eat like things that are, that, are, that are non-perishable, right? True, not everything has to go in the refrigerator. So you true, can but a lot eat. of stuff has to go into the microwave and the oven, too, and that's also gone. So Yeah, so it's, I, both of them are bad. This is a tough one. I'm not. I'm not giving you easy ones, bud. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Uh, this one is tough. Probably. Probably the naked one. I'd have to say that because, like, that's just that's just way too gross. I don't think many people would be willing to handle that. All right. So, the answer, Joe, being naked outside your house. While you're locked out. Yeah. Is 36.5. That's it? A four-day power outage yeah. is 34. You got another one right. Ding, ding, ding. Number two. So two out of two. So already, you've won. You've won the game for the week. Yep. You just but let's a, do the third one. The third bonus one. Now, this is, a, this is about... Both of them are related to oh. airline travel. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so now you're sitting on a plane. Oh, travel. So both of these, imagine yourself sitting on a plane. Okay. And imagine what would be worse. Okay. Or imagine what people would people think, think that would be worse. Okay. Okay. So one is mid-air turbulence. Mm, Have you ever experienced that's... mid-air turbulence when you're bouncing up and down on a plane? No, but that does sound annoying. Now, that's it. Mid-air turbulence. Now, mid-air turbulence could be very nerve-wracking. Or it could be, or it could be pretty light if you know it's light turbulence, but it could also be very heavy, bouncing up and down. And some people get motion sickness when they do that, right? Yeah. Or a six-hour flight seated behind a crying baby. Oh, that's insufferable. That has to be annoying. Like, I'm sorry, like you know, to like, uh, it's not like I, it's not like I like hate babies or anything, but like. It's more of a, like, it's very, um, especially if the baby's constantly crying, it's much more annoying than if, like, the baby was, like, crying once in a while. Like, I can handle that. And also, I'd probably, probably like, you know, kind of, like, go coochie-coochie-coo on the baby, because it's <laughs> You cause try it's to help cute, a little bit, you know? right? But, I mean, if the baby just keeps crying, like, it's annoying, but it's still cute, though, you know what I mean? The baby's still cute. Uh, I feel like midair turbulence probably worse though, because at least you could look at the cuteness of the baby. You know, kind of like, oh, at it, you know. All right, so midair turbulence you think is worse than six hours of a crying baby? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you could at least look at how cute the baby is. You can't really do that with midair turbulence. So, Joe, 
Now, both of these were kind of low. They weren't very high numbers because it is yeah. more of like an annoyance than something death. Like a death-threatening situation. But now, before I tell you the answer... a really embarrassing situation. Before I tell the answer, I'll tell you a story, okay? Okay. I was sitting next to this little baby who was adorable. Okay. okay on a plane within the past year. He's cute. He's a cute kid, right? Yeah, probably is. And he's playing, you know, yeah. and he's this little kid and he was oh, looking yeah, at me, smiling. So the flight was going fine until... Okay. He pooped his diaper. Oh. With an hour left on the flight. Mm. And did his mother change him? I don't think... Not really on the flight. You can't really do that. She could have. She could have brought him into the... into the, I mean, it would have been difficult in the bathroom. I understand that. Yeah, but, but that also airline diaper... Bath- no, no, but airline bathrooms are like... Bleh. Of course well, they are. bathrooms have all the germs and all the weird stuff. I, They'll probably make a baby sick going in one of those things. I understand that, but I baby sat next to this kid, and even in my mask, uh, it was awful for the last yeah. hour of that flight. And the kid was cute, so I can't be mad at the kid. And I was just like, come on, could you change him? But it's also like, the kid's also crying because, you know, he needs his... He wasn't crying. He sat with a poopy in his pants and he was just oh. hanging out. Wait, what? <laughs> the kid didn't cry at all? No, he was a toddler. He was uh, probably around, I don't know, what's that pre-age before they start going on the potty? Maybe maybe like two? two maybe two one and a half, two years oh, old? Oh, got it. So anyway, I digress, but it was nasty. But anyway, alright, so you're thinking mid-air turbulence is a little worse than a crying baby for six hours. That's what I'd think. But... Alright, so the answer is the six-hour flight seated behind a crying baby is 19. Okay. Mid-air turbulence is eight. Oh. So, more people would have would think it would be worse to, mm-hmm. because maybe I think it is, Joe. Yeah. I think it's the six hours that made it go Probably over the top. True. Because six hours, now, a crying baby for well, like 20 an minutes, hour, yeah. an hour is fine. Six hours of a crying baby... Yeah, I think mean, that's a little more difficult. But you could also just put in headphones. I agree with you. Throw, throw the headphones on or something like or that. Or like put in earplugs or whatever. Right. Like, I mean, the only thing that's hurting is your ears. Your eyes aren't hurting because the kid's cute, but like, the, the the baby's cute, but like, it's just, it's crying, it's hurting your ears, so just put in like headphones or whatever and you, plus I feel like, um, I feel like I just kind of like how babies are like, you know, they're kind of innocent, they're just kind of sweet, you know, they don't really hurt you, it's just... So, Joe, after the three Would You Rather Nots, the three episodes that we've done this, you've gotten, I think, six right and three wrong. So you got a pretty good record. And today, two and one. So that concludes our Would You Rather Not segment. Hey, guys, and uh, welcome to our uh, next segment of our podcast, which is actually going to be about a little bit it's kind of, kind of relate to uh, the last podcast we did. The last one we did, we talked about um, McDonald's partnering with IBM to automate their drive-throughs. We're going to stay on the topic. We're going to talk about the metaverse, or the more like the Facebook metaverse. Yeah. So I believe Facebook just recently, right, put out a, a either a press release or a video, right? That, yeah. Uh, that they, they announced their name change to Meta. Oh yeah. Now. Tell me about... Did, you, obviously, you looked this up, Joe. Yeah. Now, tell me what your thoughts are of this new meta that they're the trying metaverse? to do. The metaverse? Yeah, what is it? What is meta, anyway? What are they trying to it's do? It's like a VR, like, kind of reality type thing. It's pretty complicated. It's like this, like, VR world where you basically live your life in, like, a virtual reality. So, you know, when you're, like, you know, you're 
you know, you could kind of, like, uh, play, you know, like, uh, on a virtual reality headset, you could, like, play games and things? Sure. You could go to, like, work in, like, a virtual reality, and you could have, like, meetings, uh, you know, with your boss, like, your real boss. You could have meetings in the metaverse and, like, you know, sit at, like, a fictional table with t- together in, like, this virtual reality that's pretty similar to our reality. So it's pretty weird. And uh, it's also probably pretty good space for advertisers, too. So what do, they, what do you think they're trying to do? So everyone's going to have their own little avatar or something like that, and they're yeah. going to... So, so now, how are they going to incorporate the current version of Facebook, which is a social media platform, which are what most of, the, most of the adult planet has at this point, probably. right? It has a, has a profile. <clears throat> so what are they going to do? Is like when you're in a chat room, everyone's just going to go, instead of typing on a, th- in a keyboard... They're going to have like a, they have like a virtual meeting, like in this like virtual reality space. You'll have like a, you know, like kind of like it will look like your office. It'll feel like your office, but it's not your office. So you can, or you, what if it's like, okay, and you could you put in any space you want, I so think. So you and your Facebook friends can actually meet in a virtual Hawaii or something like that? Maybe. I don't know. I think that's probably how it's going to work. Interesting. Because uh, I actually did hear that they're, pro- they're, they're like, you know, they're working on, uh, you know, oh, well, you know, we want to like enhance the human connection. I don't really know how that's going to work, but uh, they're they're working on like, you know, the, you'll be able to like talk with uh, your friends in like, like a virtual world where you can kind of meet together and like talk to each other there instead of like the real world. So we're going to just kind two, of odd. Yeah, I think we ha- we should have two different perspectives right now. We'll have the uh the adult perspective and the teenager perspective when it comes to something like this. Now, in my respects, I am not a fan of this. Mm-hmm. Um I do see why Facebook is doing this and I believe Facebook is doing this because most of the youth right now are in I mean, uh, the Oculus uh, headphones, uh, I'm sorry, the Oculus headset is something that Facebook owns. Um, But also the platforms that kids are using right now, what, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, those kind of things. Which Instagram is owned by Facebook, but I do know that most kids right now are not really using Facebook as much as the other platforms. So, Mm -hmm. So as Facebook right now, Facebook almost has to evolve. In order yeah. to continue to grow, and I know a lot of people are frustrated with Facebook. I'm myself. As soon as a, a viable platform is out there, I'm off. I'm out. I really don't particularly care for Facebook anymore. I know right now our our fa- we have a Facebook page. It's hard. To, it's a little bit hypocritical because we have a Facebook page putting our podcasts on yeah, it right now. Good. But I'll continue to use it. You know, there's there's family on there that enjoys seeing things, and and social media has a good. Um, component to it, I would say, but I don't like what it's becoming and what it's become, especially over the past year or so. I don't like how they uh, they're trying to control people's emotions. Have yeah, you heard? Have you read about those things that they've been doing? I actually kind of have. I've read like how you know they're putting like posts that you you know like posts that you'll like like in your face so that. You know, they can kind of make you happy so they can sell more products to you or whatever. Like, they're, like, trying to, you know, tailor different posts to your emotions so that you're, like, you know, you're kind of, like, calm and, like, happy and they can sell products to you. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that's creepy. Like, in even, like, in my regard, I'll... 
Like that's just weird. That that's freaky. I don't like that's that creepy. either. I don't like that either. When I heard that they actually couldn't, if you're someone's upset, they'll make you more upset. If they're happy, they'll make you. They can make you happier. I don't like how they can control people's emotions, and and I'm not a fan of that at all. I'm not a fan of of their censorship of certain things. Obviously, when it's things that are disgusting or violent, I don't want that on there either. But when it comes to um, censorship based on a political view, I am dead set against it. I think that is one of the most wrong things. I think the stupidest thing, the most ridiculous thing on Facebook right now is the is the fact checking garbage. Um, I'll tell you a story, Joe. Okay. I knew I saw a post that I knew was factually incorrect, but it didn't meet what Facebook would would was was shutting down. Facebook was fact checking all news from one side and not from the other, and I knew it. And I was like, okay. But before I even uh, at the time, you can actually report it yeah. and fact check it. Yeah. And I never did it before. And I like the person. I'm a fan of the person that posted it. I have nothing against him, but it was wrong. And I didn't argue with them, but. I first did my research, okay. realized that it was not true, put, and I reported it, and I thought it would get fact-checked, but it didn't. And why didn't it? Because it didn't meet what Facebook wanted out there. And that's my biggest problem with, with the social media platforms these days is they, 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 just, they decide what they want, what is factual, quote-unquote, or not factual. And when it comes to this, this new metaverse... Are they going to be trying to alter our perspective in this new platform, do you think? Maybe. Uh, I mean, like, think about it. It's a virtual world that's just like the real world. So they can maybe put you with people whom maybe they think will be, like, they'll recommend people who share maybe the same interests as you. Perhaps they'll try to, you know, get you to think a certain way. But I do know that this is probably going to be very good for advertisers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because advertisers can now advertise directly to you. They can make you go to a place in a virtual world that makes you more likely to purchase things in the real world. Yes, you you could be sitting in a, let's just say, you and your friends are sitting in the living room or or whatever, a virtual living room. A virtual Thanksgiving, let's just say, right? And you're sitting in this virtual Thanksgiving, and there's your virtual turkey and your virtual mashed potatoes. Now, Joe, would you eat virtual green beans? Mm, Probably not. You wouldn't even eat virtual ones? No, those are those are just gross. Pretend green beans. Well, if they were well, if they were real in the real world, no. All right, but if they if, were if, if they, they were in the metaverse, like, would you eat them? You wouldn't maybe. even eat them. <laughs> maybe you wouldn't even eat them if you had fake ones. You wouldn't even put your fake hand over them and yeah, put them probably, in your fake yeah, mouth. Probably, yeah, that probably could work, but. <laughs> But I wouldn't eat them there. Well, Joe, we talked about a previous segment. Joe's uh, feeding therapies, eating therapies over the years. <laughs> so I guess even in his virtual world, we, so you'll get a virtual feeding therapist mm. so you can eat your virtual green beans <laughs> at the virtual Thanksgiving table. Now, back to what we were talking about. So what you're saying is maybe you'll be at this virtual Thanksgiving meal and there'll be a Coca-Cola ad going across? Yeah, a Coca-Cola maybe, banner yeah. Or, or... Yeah, they'll a, have like an ad... Like, pop up, and then you'll be able to either, like... (coughs) Sorry for that. Uh, You'll be able to, like, visit, like, their... Probably, like, link to, like, their site, or even, like, visit, like, a virtual store. 
mm-hmm. so that you're more likely to buy things from them or buy things from there. That's interesting. They may even set up a virtual store. You may be like if there's this whole like idea of the metaverse is to like, you know, have like these like virtual meetings and things, you know. Did you ever put on one of those virtual headsets? headsets? No, I have not. I have. And you are put into this amazing like it's so freaky that um <clears throat> You could be put in sound like an elevator and yeah. go and shot up to the top floor and then walking this one little plank mm-hmm. and you really feel like you could fall. It is yeah. it messes with your brain. So I'm not a fan, mm-hmm. although I think it was super cool to put on a virtual mm-hmm. headset. Yeah. I am not so sure I want my world to become virtual. Now, how do you feel? Have you heard from friends or people your age and what's the buzz on that? Do they want something like this? Yeah, I haven't really heard about it from my friends, but I have kind of looked into it by myself. So what do you think? I feel like... want something like this? Like, if you had this virtual headset you could put on and see friends in a virtual world, would you want to do it? Uh, I feel like it's iffy. Like, it's it sounds like a cool idea, you know, to be like... Like, in a whole, like, other world, you know, like, a, another virtual space. But I feel like it also might detach people from reality, too. I think because you're like so much in this virtual world, I might detach people from the real world. Well, I think a lot of it is. I think we've lost something as a society, especially during <clears throat> the lockdown, when people couldn't see each other face to face. And the best you can do is, at, at a certain point, was just FaceTiming and stuff. And I think we lost something as a, as a society, and we lost that human interaction that I, I, I personally, from my standpoint, I'm not a fan of. I kind of like the being with someone and not have to f- f- call them or FaceTime them. Or Now, in this n- new world, we're putting on a virtual headset and seeing some virtual version of them. You know, like, I would not even see you anymore, Joe. Let's just say we live in this metaverse. I would see the person you created to look like Joe. Yeah, that's true. What would you even look like at that point? You would look like whatever you want to look like. Yeah. Look like a supermodel, like you don't know. (laughs) So it'll be supermodel avatar Joe. You're you're pretty handsome already, Joe, so don't worry about that. Well, all right, well... That I think that concludes our our, our discussion on the metaverse. So we'll see. We can, uh, we'll, now we'll see if this becomes something in the future. And then episode eight could be a very important episode, right? Looking back, maybe. remember episode eight, everybody. So in ten years from now, we'll go back to this and see what if what we knew about the metaverse and what it becomes. Okay, let's do that. Bye. Well, not really, because we're going our IRO segment. Hey guys, and welcome to our IRL segment where uh, we're driving... In uh, our Jeep Cherokee Studios. Yeah. And the Jeep Cherokee Studios is going to have to be fixed soon because it seems to be shutting off unnecessarily. And there may be a little bit of a problem with my car. So Mm. we're going to get it checked out so the Jeep Cherokee Studios can move on and be in future IRL segments. And Mm. hopefully it won't be too expensive to repair. (laughs) But, but, uh, Joe... One of the things I'd love for us to start doing is is getting guests. And I, I encourage Joe, and we didn't get a chance to do a post on Facebook, but 
Um, if you are someone who has worked with special needs, have a child with special needs, or someone with a special need that would like to contribute to our, our podcast... Let us know. Please let us know, because we'd love to uh, start getting guests on on our, our little engine that could podcast. What do you yeah. think, Joe? Well, I think that's a great idea, because it could allow us to engage more with the special needs community and allow us to grow in that regard. It could also... Um, it can also allow um, other kids to get other perspectives because there are other types of special needs and even other types of autism that are different from mine. So they can allow uh, other kids who are experiencing a different type to grow from that, you know? So if, you, um, if you're if you not a part of the uh, Thinking is Infinite um, Facebook page, search us out, go on there, like the page, and comment and let us know if you are or would like to be a part of a future episode because we'd love to expand out and we'd love to share and love to talk to you and see um, how much you can contribute in in our podcast, right, Joe? Yeah, we would. We would actually love to see that. So something that uh, it's something that we would want to see going forward or want to do going forward. And and also. If you are enjoying this podcast, just uh, give us a, uh, a rating on Apple Podcasts. It certainly does help us out, and we'd love to see um, a, a write up a review. It only takes a moment just to type up something of what you think of the show. Um, it would certainly help us out, right, Joe? Yeah, it would because it helps the uh, the whole algorithm thing. Apparently, how it works is you need more reviews, so. We do need reviews going in. So if you guys do like this podcast, just make sure to leave us a uh, positive review or even like a negative review could help with the uh, cr- criticism and how we could kind of do better in that regard. Yeah, we don't really want negative ones though, right? If you, didn't like, much, it, if you didn't like it, you could text me and tell me how much you hated it. Mm-hmm. Or put it on the Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> We're okay with that. <laughs> just be nice to us on the, yeah, on the reviews. It. It, what did I say? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. True. Maybe like, uh, you that's know, okay. Just, I mean, constructive criticism, <laughs> though, can Constructive work, criticism, though. yes, and trying to improve the podcast. Absolutely. We love that. Uh, we don't want really anyone being mean, right, Joe? True. Yeah. And Joe, and hopefully on our next podcast, Joe's voice will be all back. Uh, oh, you sound baby. a lot better than you did the other day, so just yeah. keep it up. And uh, I guess that would be, that concludes our, what, eighth episode, eighth Joe? Eighth episode, yep. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. And, and we'll see uh, you we'll next see you time. next one, right? Yep. And that concludes our podcast for this week. Um, make sure to uh, give us a follow just so that you'll be notified of all the latest podcasts. Anyway, see you next Saturday. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.